Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends. We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time. This This is Mocha's in the Meantime. and welcome back to Mocha's in the Meantime. I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. And we're both really excited that you're tuning in for this episode because we have our first ever guest star on this episode coming up. Super hype. (laughs) We have a lot of great topics to get into and we're just really happy to share it with you. But before we do, we want to talk about what we're drinking. So Rachel, what do you have over there? Yeah, I currently have I feel like a classic drink already on it this is podcast. Classic, yeah. <laughs> I think I've drank in it the past episode or two, but it is just a simple iced coffee with milk and a little bit of classic syrup from Starbucks. And, and yeah, yeah. today is an interesting encounter with Starbucks because um, when I was driving there earlier, it looked very eerie outside, but it still wasn't raining. So I decided to go ahead and drive to my familiar Starbucks drive through And when I got there, it started absolutely pouring and mm. it was really intense. Like I even saw a tree on my way back that had fallen down. When I got to the window, they were really flustered about the storm. <laughs> and so I got my coffee for free. They were like, oh, it's on us because we're about to close. So oh, wow, yeah. it was nice getting free coffee. But I think there's a tornado warning or watch. I don't exactly know, but I hope everyone's staying safe yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. Hopefully it's all good. But I mean, our recording location is in the basement um, by chance, so we're safe over here. Safest place we could be. Yeah, I got some free coffee, so that's good. What are you drinking, Sarah? I wanted to drink something warm to kind of match the mood. Like, whenever it's raining, I like to have something that's more of, like, a cozy drink. So, yeah, I just Mm. made some hot tea with milk. Classic English breakfast, as me and my mom often have (laughs) in the afternoon. So... Yeah, I kind of like when it gets stormy like this. I mean, not obviously the damage that comes with it, but I do enjoy the mm-hmm. the feeling of being cozy indoors. So I think it's good yeah. podcasting weather. It really is. But anywho, we're really excited for this week's episode. Like Sarah was saying, we have our very first guest. Um, but before we talk about her, we wanted to kind of just go over what we are talking about with this episode. So Overall, um, in early adulthood, especially me and Sarah and our guest um, have really found that there's a lot of social comparison that's happening, whether it's going to college, getting your first job, internships, whatever space you might be in in this early adulthood, there is a lot of um, room for comparing yourself to the successes of others and feeling insecure about not measuring up. So this episode, we really wanted to dive further into that um, and talk about our experiences with comparison specifically or especially with social media because that is so prevalent over the past few years. It's really Mm. blown up and we've had a lot of conversations about this kind of off camera or off um, microphone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And we wanted to bring it to light on this podcast because it does really Um, start to hit hard, I think, during this time period. So we first wanted to dive into some research that we did on a psychological theory called the social comparison theory, um, which really kind of completely fit kind of the mindsets and ideas that we already thought of 
um, having more organic conversations. So it was really interesting to see that there is some research in psychology that totally backs up kind of what we're going through and feeling. So as Rach said, um, we wanted to just provide some background about the social comparison theory, um, which is a psychological theory that was developed in 1954 by a psychologist named Leon Festinger. And um, the basic premise of the theory is that we as human beings examine ourselves and our own self-worth and level of success in the context of comparing to others. And then this can happen in an array of areas in our lives, um, including, for example, how we look, maybe how we are at our profession or our major in school, um, level of happiness, all of those things and more um, seem to often be determined based on examining others and then comparing ourselves um, to what others are doing. And again, this makes a lot of sense, right? Like you would compare mm-hmm. yourself to somebody else to know if you were good at something because without that comparison, who knows what's considered good or bad. It's kind of like a way to measure yourself on a scale. So I think it makes a lot of sense, but um, there are a couple types of comparison, Um, maybe some that are more beneficial for you than others. The two main types of comparison in the framework of this theory include upward and downward. Upward comparison is when we're comparing to people that we perceive to be maybe better than us or more proficient than us at something, which is, I think, the type of comparison that can result in more feelings of jealousy or inadequacy or um, just like low self-esteem. And then there's also downward comparison, which is the opposite. It's when you're comparing to somebody that you think that you might be superior to. Comparisons can serve a purpose, um, yet there can be downfalls to both kinds. So we really wanted to just provide that background so that when we do talk with our guest about social comparison, um, you have a little bit of background about what that might look like. Yeah, I think overall this theory kind of frames our conversation and overall we mostly focus on upward comparison because that's what um, we've really dealt with. Um, But we're really excited, though, to finally announce our first guest of Mocha's in the Meantime, who is, drumroll please, (laughs) our friend Christy. Ooh, Christy. Usually known as Christ and or Crispy. Christy (laughs) and I have been friends since freshman year of high school, so it's been literally wow. like eight years which is insane that is pretty crazy to think um about. yeah we met in driver's ed freshman year <laughs> and we really solidified our friendship sophomore year when we had um chemistry together and we were chem partners as well as math together and so yeah over the past literally eight years we've had so many good memories and great conversations and fun times and Since Christy's been around a lot, she really got to meet Sarah over the years. And I think as we've gotten older, especially in college, Sarah has kind of formed a friendship with Christy as well, which has been really cool. One of the best memories we all have together is when we did a bar crawl in Chicago last winter. It was so much fun. Um, And it was a good bonding for the three of us. So. Yeah, we're really excited to have her. She always brings great insight and reflection. She's um, just a really smart, driven person. And so, yeah, we're really excited to introduce her to all of our listeners. And we hope that you enjoy. 
we did have some audio issues, like some technical difficulties. And so it's not quite the clearest audio, but we thought the content was so great that we didn't want to, you know, re-record. So um, we just want to let you guys know that, but we are working on improving that for our next guests as we move forward. So enjoy and enjoy crispy. So we are really excited to have one of my best friends from high school and beyond, Christy here. Hello, Um, everyone. Hello. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Christy? Maybe a fun fact or anything you want, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So, um, hi, guys. So, yeah, I met Rachel um, in high school, and I am 22 like she is. I just graduated college. And now I finally started my first big girl job, which is quite scary and exciting all at the same time. Um, and then a little fun fact about me is that my favorite type of YouTube videos to watch are night routine, morning routine. They just always like get me in a productive mood. So um, I was going to say that I love cheese, but I feel like <laughs> I wanted to, you know, not say such a food related thing all the time i've never watched one of those really like the the morning or night routines but that sounds like it'd be fun they're so fun i want to like make one low-key but who knows i like playing them while i get ready to kind of have like a friend with me (laughs) so christy we were curious if you'd start off this conversation with talking a little bit about how you've seen comparison in your own life and where maybe it's shown up for you as a young adult, maybe in school or in jobs you've had or social media. Um, We just want to hear a little bit of ideas um, or a few ideas from you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So, you know, like growing up, I was always very hard on myself. And I feel like the reason why I'm hard on myself is because like, I'm constantly comparing myself to everyone else around me, Mm -hmm. um, which is definitely like a toxic habit to get into. But I feel like this happened to me more in college, because in high school, I didn't really care like what people thought of me like at all. And then when I got to college, that's when the comparison, or I guess you could say that's when I really started like comparing myself, like, um, just like the people who lived on my floor, um, social media became more of a presence. Like all of a sudden it was more common for girls to be like Instagram models or influencers. Um, I also went to a very like competitive business school. So it was all about like who had the best internship, who had the most experience. So I felt like I was comparing myself in the classroom as well as like looks, friends, like what my life looked like compared to other people. And so it honestly kind of like consumed me like throughout college, just Mm -hmm. that whole comparison aspect of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I think like something along those lines that I kind of experienced too was upon comparing, it was my way of defining whether what I was doing was how I should be doing it or not, or like whether it was the right way. Like if somebody was like, you mentioned internships. I mean, that wasn't as much a part of my educational background, but like if somebody had more experience than me, it was kind of this question of whether I was doing college right, or Mm -hmm. if I was preparing for my professional career, right. Or doing what I should be doing Mm -hmm. and all that's in quotes, I feel like, like should, or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Christy, especially because we were so close in high school 
and I feel like we were really lucky that we had a really solid friend group that was very open and caring to each other. There wasn't a lot of like comparing and kind of cattiness and yeah. not that I really experienced that in college, but I think more so there's more pressure from just society as you're getting older and older that you want to look a certain way or do a certain thing. And I think a lot of people experience that in high school, but we kind of got lucked out by having a really solid group of gals. You know what I mean? Yeah, we missed we missed out on all that, like trying to look perfect for school yeah. or outfits or Instagram photos. Like we just like didn't do any of that. And I think that made like our whole friendship group stronger because of it. Maybe this comes from us like I think all three of us we went to colleges that we didn't really know anyone mm-hmm. so it was kind of this new time to I guess establish a new identity or kind of grow from what others knew about you back home so I think there was more pressure to kind of establish yourself in a certain way because you can really start fresh in college. Yeah I feel like in college especially like um, I always like felt like I was a step behind in college because like when I was comparing myself, I was like, oh, this person has this job or this person had this internship. This person is in a better sorority than me. This person's in a better business club than me. Like I always felt like I was lagging behind, but in reality, it's like your time will come. You just have to be patient. And I feel like that's a concept where you just have to, it's just like maturity like falling into that but like going through it I just like always felt so bad about myself because I was comparing myself like all the time and it's like a really difficult time I think starting college anyways because you're leaving home for the first time especially like Rachel said that we didn't know anybody so it's like you're kind of already going through this uncertain this period of uncertainty and then on top of that there's this new expectations that are putting pressure on yourself to feel like you need to be perfect or you need to like measure up to other people. And I think that for me, that's really manifested in FOMO or like the fear of missing out. Like mm-hmm. all this comparing has made me feel like I was missing out all the time, especially in more of a social media lens. Like oh, yeah. I felt kind of sometimes anxious or like sad that maybe I wasn't doing what I again, like, what I should be doing, because I was seeing what others were up to on social media, like, traveling, or maybe, like, looking like they were having the best time in college, and I was really unhappy for the first semester, but, like, I'm curious to hear if you guys felt that, too, and if you could kind of connect it to comparison, because I think the two go hand in hand for me. Something I noticed with myself in college was that I would kind of have FOMO at activities that I didn't even want to go to initially, if that makes sense, like, I would kind of compare my life to someone that when I really thought about it, like I didn't even want to go to this thing or be this major Mm. or have this internship they had, but I still found myself comparing myself and feeling like I wasn't good enough. But if I actually looked inwards, like I didn't even want that for myself. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have applied to that job or Mm. gone to that party, but then seeing it, I'm like, oh, should I have wanted that for myself? Like, because it looks great? Yeah. Or it looks successful to people. You have this fear of missing out on something that you didn't even initially want, and it makes you kind of second-guess your decisions when you see other people's decisions, Mm. if that makes sense. Or you see what 
is looked at as successful or cool in society instead of listening to what you really want with your life. Especially in high school, we were more kind of just doing our own thing. And then in college, I started to think like, oh, maybe I should have been doing this in high school or like Hmm. partying in high school or whatever it was, you know, and feel like regretful or something, even though in the end, like what I wanted didn't even align with my comparison to others. Well, it's, like, interesting because I feel like, because, like, I'm the same way, too. Like, I'm like, oh, I regretted how I did high school. Like, I should have done a different sport or I should have, you know, I don't know, put myself out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting because it's, like, we compare our past selves to, like, our current high schoolers or, like, how our mm-hmm. current friends, like, party. But it's, like, back at the time, like, we didn't want any of those things. But it's weird because we still feel, like, we feel so much, like, regret about not doing those things. But it's like we would just would have been so unhappy. So I think maybe to, like, cut the cycle is to just try to remind yourself that that wasn't your who you were back then, even though that's who you are now. Because then I feel like comparing almost, al- like, Rachel and you, Chris, you were saying, like, it almost alienates you from what your true desires are or, like, who your true self is and I think with social media it's like rapid fire now especially today when I think I think Mm -hmm. it's grown a lot more in the last few years like since we were in high school for sure like it was a thing back then like Instagram was was that a thing when you guys were in high school like popular I think it was but it's now we can scroll and it's like rapid fire comparing like person after person in like one minute you could have compared yourself like countless times Mm -hmm. so I think it's just it's adding on to that but I don't know it's just an interesting topic to me because I think it's just very natural thing to do as humans the example I like to think of is like how would you know you're good at a sport without knowing like what other people how other Mm -hmm. people do the sport and like who's good at it is like how you assess yourself or like measure yourself Mm -hmm. to it yeah, I think also, well, I just thought of this. I don't even know if this is true, but I feel like, you know, the survival of the fittest theory, like yeah, as humans probably. growing up, like we always like, <laughs> well, we're always like, oh, who's like the fastest, the strongest, right? So like, we're always mm-hmm. like being competitive to like get the most resources. And then I feel like we kind of perceive like being X, Y, and Z, you know, like, looking into society and see what they're doing, they're like, oh, they're being successful, they're the survival of the fittest, so it's, like, we feel a need to be, like, where they're at, but in reality, everyone's on their own journey. Whoa, Whoa. that's, like, super interesting. I never thought about it like that. Like, biologically. Yeah, I feel like biologically, we're, like, we're just genetically dispositioned to compare. Mm. I don't know. We're, like, strive to, like, reach this level of efficiency or something yeah excellence or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be that was really that was really smart that was like so interesting (laughs) I randomly thought of that too and I was like this makes sense like as I was about it when we were talking I was like yeah it probably is biological in some way Mm -hmm. right like because it is your best interest to collect resources and then now the resources are different at least in like our culture today like, the resources are just defined differently. Like, having a successful job and image or, like, looking the part or having a certain amount of wealth. Like, there's just different things. Whereas back then, it was more, like, 
food and water and shelter, like just a different level. Now I just think of the hierarchy of needs pyramid in my head. (laughs) Maslow. (laughs) I think one thing with social media, kind of going back to that, the idea that we kind of compare ourselves in the moment that we're scrolling to the people on social media, which I don't think is always a fair comparison or, you know, it's just being hard on yourself because usually when we're looking at Instagram or TikTok or whatever you are into watching, um, we're like laying in bed or just kind of like doing something sedentary when we're looking at people being really productive or on vacation or doing this amazing activity when in reality, like, we're, we can do that too, but in this moment, we're not. It's not fair to look at that photo of that person in this best moment that they could possibly conjure up. Because, like, I mean, I've done that, like, you know, on a vacation or something. I've tried to kind of get that perfect photo up. But it's so it's not fair to assess your, like, position as, like, someone who's just chilling, like, in bed, maybe, mm-hmm. to somebody who had this, like, experience that they really wanted to capture in this one moment. Like, it's just not a fair comparison. You're not on the same level of like, you're both adventuring and you're both posting a picture, yeah. like who's better. And even in that case, I don't really think comparing's necessary, but I think especially when you're like more vulnerable, like in bed or like not made up or like in pajamas and then looking at someone who might have like put a lot of effort into their picture that day. It's just not really maybe the most productive way to assess yourself and it might make you feel like again like you're not experiencing life to the fullest but everybody has leisure time it's just not being portrayed on social media like everybody has to sleep everybody you know chills there's (laughs) there's something interesting that you said christy like not like like off the podcast like before we even started recording one time i remember us talking about this idea of like having it all and Mm -hmm. how like you often compare yourself and where you're at in life to like where you want to be based on what other people define as like success and having it all like having the perfect job and like you have a significant other maybe you have maybe your own apartment and like how even when you reach that point at least like from talking to some friends in my life you don't necessarily feel like suddenly fulfilled or like like your life is suddenly perfect and you've made it at that level with those people you've been comparing yourself to. And I thought that was really insightful. Yeah, no, I experienced this probably like two months ago, I'd say. Like now I'm a little bit like, you know, come out of my rut. But it was like a time where, oh, I was like, you know, I have a full-time job. I have a great boyfriend, great friends. Um, You know, like fortunate enough, to have my parents, like, married, you know, just, like, everything that, like, on a sheet of paper, it's, like, oh, check, 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 but then I remember, like, I was just, I was just, like, not happy with my life, and I couldn't pinpoint it, I was, like, oh, well, you know, well, if this was slightly better, if this was slightly better, then Mm -hmm. I would just be so happy, but what I've learned is that, like, being fulfilled, like, really comes from within, but it also takes work to get there. Like, you can't just on the surface have everything and expect it to come. I think it comes with, um, kind of, like, Rachel, like, what you were saying, like, off the, off the podcast, but, like, really practicing gratitude and being grateful, but truly believing in it, not just being, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm thankful for my family, but, like, feeling that emotion, like, in your heart, I feel like definitely helps, 
you'd become more fulfilled or on your way. A lot of people that we see on social media that are posting these inspirational photos that we want to be like, or again, like trying to measure up to them, we don't really know what they're thinking. We don't really know how they're feeling day to day. And like you were saying, Christy, maybe they had all of these external factors that were kind of checked off of their list, but like you felt at one point, like we don't really know if they're happy or not. So to measure ourselves on photos, especially with social media or, you know, their LinkedIn credentials, like (laughs) that doesn't actually really say a lot about how they internally feel. And I think that's the most important thing, at least Mm. for me, is like internal gratitude and happiness and stability. So I think that's important to keep in mind with when you're looking at social media that, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know truly how they feel. Like they can tell us they're thriving, but we don't truly know that. And we only know how we feel. So that's the most important thing to focus on, Mm. um, in my opinion. And that's easier said than done. Do you sometimes, I've done this. I almost want to like get the picture or like have the experience document to like prove that I had it like to myself Mm -hmm. almost and sometimes like that requires in my eyes like the perfect snapshot of that moment to kind of like like for my future self to like believe that maybe I had that time that I was doing this experience or I was thriving if I was in like this great space I don't know like a lot of times it's like oh I'm in this cool vacation place whatever it may be and I'm like well if I don't get this photo then like I don't know. Like, was I really there? Well, that's what I think sometimes. And it's like, it's like, of course you were there. Like, what are you trying to prove? Mm -hmm. But it's such the culture nowadays to like, you know, to be at cool places and to show everyone. I just wanted to say about like the gratitude practices too. Something that I learned, this is like what you were talking about earlier, Christy. Like I really was on this journey, I feel like after I graduated to like feel gratitude and like practice it in my everyday life. And something that somebody who's like a mentor to me told me is that sometimes when you practice gratitude, you don't really believe it. But once you like integrate it into your life continuously and like you repeat it day in, day out, you start to really, like you said, like feel it in your heart. So I feel like it's also something that comes with time too. So like, I just don't want people to feel discouraged if you are trying to like, think about things differently. Like it sometimes feels like a lie. Like sometimes I would say things to myself like, oh, I'm so grateful for like this in my life or this. But then like, in real life, maybe I wasn't feeling fulfilled yet. And I think it just comes with time. And like, it's like, again, like a practice. So I just that's kind of a tangent. But I think that that's something to remember too. Like, it's easy to sometimes not believe what you're telling yourself. Everything takes time, even like when we're talking about like ways that we try not to compare ourselves or think about it deeper, like we all fall into the trap of scrolling and feeling bad about ourselves. So I think every day is different, but I think, whoa, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I feel like every day, you know, you go through waves of like feeling more gratitude or feeling more insecure of comparing yourself. So I think it is a journey. Just to kind of wrap up, we wanted to summarize how comparing can be turned into something positive, we think. And there's strategies that we've integrated into our lives. And I'm curious to hear if you have any, Christy, about Mm -hmm. how you can maybe like twist 
comparing into something that can fulfill you, taking notice of what precedes comparison can be really powerful because Mm -hmm. then you have the ability to know when it's coming and how you can handle the feelings you might get after a comparison. In school, I tend to compare. I, I tend to feel like I'm the one who isn't adequate or like doesn't know what's going on as much as everyone else or something, even though that's probably not true. So I've been trying to think about what kinds of situations precede that kind of negative self-talk. So like maybe, you know, looking at other people's work for far too long or like asking a million questions about how other people did it Mm. can be things that precede me getting in that headspace. But do you guys have anything? I do know if I'm scrolling too long, like on TikTok, I'm like, okay, I feel bad about myself. I need to stop. Mm. So Sometimes I'm just, I just like purposely like don't stay too long on an app because I could like feel myself getting like having those feelings of like, oh, I wish I was like that. And then I just like exited out because I was like, this isn't helping me. When I feel like I didn't do my best is when I am looking at others the most and feeling bad about myself. I guess some advice with that, like you were saying, Christy, is like when you feel like down on yourself going on social media or looking upwards at other people is maybe not the best timing with your mental state. I think when you're in a happier mood or feeling more grounded is a better time to kind of scroll and then get some fun inspiration or laughs or whatever you're kind of seeking with social media. I just think it's really eye-opening to hear that like all of us can identify moments or like situations that get us comparing. Like we're so aware Mm -hmm. but then like Like, we're human. Like, we still do it. It's interesting to talk about. I think something that's helped me is trying to just follow people that I gain inspiration from or that I feel like I can relate to or that are fun to watch or look at photos of versus people that I feel worse about myself when looking at them. So I think just kind of diving into your own, like, Instagram account or whatever accounts that you're on And kind of just scrolling through who you're following and noticing, like, does this person bring value to my life and inspiration or do they bring my self-esteem down? Um, So I think I've found, like, certain social media influencers that I really love because they're doing such cool things with their life and they give me advice to better myself versus me just looking at their life and feeling like, Mm -hmm. oh, I could never have that life. They kind of make me feel like, oh, I can do this because they're relatable and they're living their life and doing amazing things and I can do it too. So I think just following people that have the same mindset as you or the same vision or goals as you is helpful as well. Like there's room for everyone to be their best self out there because we're all on our own journey. And whenever I'm feeling anxious, I think of something that you, Rach, and my mom always say, which is like everyone's no one's thinking about you this much like as harsh as that sounds in a way like you're the only person who's thinking this deeply about how you appear or what you're doing everybody has their own life that they're like struggling with so it's best to just kind of not focus too much on what the rest of the world is doing and like I mean be mindful and be there for your friends obviously but like focus mostly on like what's gonna fulfill you rather than how it's gonna look yeah and I think the people you're looking at that you are comparing yourself to are probably just as you know unsure about themselves and maybe have other people they compare themselves to we're all like more focused on our own internal feelings and like 
struggles than looking at anyone else. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Like your idol might be having the same like internal struggles as you. Yeah, I agree. We're really excited to have Christy as our first guest because again, both of us have known her for years and we've all had kind of these conversations like across bonfires or on like late night chats, kind of similar chats to this. So it was cool to actually record it and hopefully provide some insight for other people to listen to. So yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. This was so fun. Yeah. So in the meantime, (laughs) we want to encourage listeners and then um, both of you, I guess, um, to share something that you're proud of yourself for to kind of continue on this like self-love your own journey discussion. Something I've been proud of myself for um, is taking more time to exercise. In college, I hardly worked out ever besides like walking a lot on campus. So I think lately I've been really getting into running and doing more Pilates and yoga. So that's something I've been proud of myself is kind of taking care of my mental health through exercise and physical health because it's good for you too. But I think it helps me clear my head and I guess just feel more accomplished and more strong. <laughs> Same here. Um, one of the things that like I'm kind of proud of myself for doing is like, I love journaling and I have periods where I journal a lot and then periods where I just like don't journal at all. But this week for me, it's been really good. Like I've been, um, you know, journaling, like what I've been grateful for, but then I also kind of, I future journal too about like what I want in my future and like manifesting that. So I guess I'm like, I'm just like proud of myself for like taking the time out to like put in the work to, becoming a better version of myself. (laughs) I guess something I've been proud of myself for is, hmm, I guess I've been getting things done lately. Like, I've really been just, I mean, not everything, but I've been making a lot of to-do lists like I always do, and I've actually today checked off a lot of them, like just little things that I've been putting off, and I think it's easy for me to compile a lot of tasks and I'm proud that I actually just sat down today and yesterday and like got stuff done that I needed to do that I was kind of dreading doing Mm -hmm. like talking on the phone with people from like huge companies when you're on hold and like it's awkward like things like that that aren't that bad but you just don't want to handle it and I finally did that with like three different companies it's all set that is hard I hate that I hate being on hold Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hate being on the phone with somebody like you don't know. And... It's very uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. I'm or like if you don't have all the information. But yeah, yeah, so Christy, thank you again for coming on Mocha's yeah. in the meantime. Thank you. We really value like your presence on the show and like thanks for being our first guest and our guinea pig. All right, well, <laughs> thanks, Christy. We'll see you on the tennis court. That's so oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. When's our next tennis session? Like Monday, maybe Monday or Tuesday. So wasn't that awesome, Sarah? Yeah, it was really fun to listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah, it was really fun chatting with Christ as always. 
Um, she always brings new ideas that we wouldn't have thought of when mm-hmm. it comes to this conversation specifically. So again, if you're listening, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was great. We're really excited to bring on guests in the future. We already have a few that we're um, planning that are in the works. So mm-hmm. keep a look out for that. You can always keep up with us by following our Instagram, which is Mocha's in the Meantime Podcast, as well as our email, Mocha's in the Meantime Podcast at gmail.com. If you feel like giving us some ideas or you have questions. And yeah, again, we just want to thank Christy and thank you all for listening and have a great rest of your day. Peace. Peace. <laughs>